with Steve. Um, I don't know how you'll explain, but mine's been terrible. So, interesting, really. Lots of stuff happening at home. And I got an email just getting outlining the songs for me. I think it was Thursday. And I suddenly realized that I was supposed to be speaking. Hey-ho. So, well, bless you, Phil. Um, so, I got around to thinking about it. I listened to, to Nick's message, and I thought... Fathering Sunday, take two. I don't know what you guys are like, you know, but I, I sort of wanted to settle into the comfort zone. And I thought, Father's Day message, I can do that. That's not uh, not particularly hard. So I, I said to Jenny, try and keep the little pup quiet. I'll go and sit in the office a bit. And I went and sat in the office. And two hours later, I still hadn't written anything. <sighs> kind of just, just sitting there. And, and suddenly the emotion of of many things came over me just want to share with you what I was thinking. I sat and I prayed a bit and uh, had some tears, some experiences of joy, unexpected emotion, just suddenly sort of overwhelmed me. And I thought of many things. I thought of parents here, thought of single mums. I thought, how do you speak on Father's Day and you don't include single mums because they're, they're fathers as well? thought of them. Sat and I thought of fathers here for whom Father's Day wasn't a great experience. Yeah, I thought about... Actually, one of the things that I first wrote was father hunger. There's a hunger for fathers in our nation. A hunger for men to be men and for kids to be loved. Wow. What a... So I, I had all of these mixed emotions and thoughts and feelings and... After two hours, I'd still not written. I went downstairs and Jenny said, I did well, I kept the dog quiet. And I said, yeah, but not for long enough. <laughs> because still, the page is empty. And I thought, I'll go to work tomorrow. And when I'm at work, that'll be a good place for me because I, I, I can sit and I can think and I can work and that'll be fine. And I had, the, I had this other thought that ran through my head all day that we talk about absent fathers, but they're absent children. Children who are missing from the father's house. And I uh, found myself just praying that, that God would return them home. Some of us dads have been waiting a long time for our sons. Some of us don't see them. Some of us are missing them. This is the reality of Father's Day. Some of them are lost. I'm wondering, Father, have mercy. Bring them home. So I kind of... Uh, <clears throat> let's lighten this a little bit. I, I, I heard a story of a, a father sitting in church and the offering basket was coming round, sitting with his, uh, his small daughter, fishing in his pocket to find some coins to put in the basket. And the little girl looks at him and she says, don't put anything in for me because I'm under five. <laughs> wow, that was good. So, you know, there's, there's no guilt trips today, guys. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm aware that when, when it's Mothering Sunday, we honour mothers and rightly so. You do a wonderful job, bless your hearts. But when it comes to guys, we, we, we try and teach them how to be good fathers. We pick the examples out of Scripture and say, why can't you be like him? 
Why don't you quite measure up somehow? You know, you need to improve. I don't want to do any of that stuff today, actually. But I prayed a little bit, and I sat and I thought, and I thought, well, actually, Jesus had a father. I didn't realise the implications of that until I realised that he got two, he got two fathers. He got Joseph as his earthly father. And I was impressed by that, and so I thought I'd, I just wanted to do this, really. You know, we often hear about Mary and her role in the birth of Jesus, but we hear very little about Joseph. And I've, I've never, ever, in many years, heard anybody speak about Joseph. The overlooked one. The person who was passed by. But his story is quite incredible. I think there's some stuff for us that we can just grasp and get in this. <laughs> he was the, adopt, the father who adopted Jesus. Come on. Every child needs a mother and a father. Imagine being chosen to be the father of the Son of God. Wow. What an awesome thing that is. Hmm. I want to say that in the providence of God, he chose this man. To raise Jesus into manhood. Mary and Joseph were chosen to be parents. Who's ever seen the film, Who Will Love My Children? Anybody seen that film? I watched it with Jenny. We, we, it was just after we, we, we kind of left Bugbrook and uh, we hadn't seen tell your films for a few years. And uh, this, this, this film came on and Jenny said, I'd like to see it. And we sat and we watched it. It's Megabox Kleenex movie. You know, you, you sit and you watch it and I kind of knew, I, you know, and I weep. You know, I do. I cry. And the, and the story was of a, a woman who was told that she would die within the year. And she got many, many kiddies. And her, her husband couldn't take care of them on his own. And so she went and she looked and she searched to find a family for each child. Place to place every child. And I thought, what an amazing thing to do. And I would say to you that actually God is, is looking for his children to come home looking for a place to put us, a place of security, a place where we, where we live and we belong. And as I, as I watched this, it reminded me of the birth of Jesus, that God placed him in a family. God went looking for parents to raise his only begotten son. Wow. Who's up for that? Not I. And I sat and I thought about speaking on Father's Day and I thought, well, you know, if I'd got a great family, if my family was the best family, if all of my kids were in a good place, then I could do it. Not true, actually. Not true. I thought, how do you qualify to speak on Father's Day? And I got to kind of Friday and I thought I'd rather be anywhere else than here. And I know some of you hurt too. I know some of your kids are absent too. But God will bring them home. So I want to talk just uh, for a little while. That God searched the earth for a young girl. He found a teenager engaged to be married. The Bible says that she found favour with God. A godly young woman.
But I will say that God also went looking for a father. And he called Mary and Joseph together. Here's the point of it, that God demonstrates that the role of a father is is just as important, or equally as important. Fathers are not needed for the physical act of conceiving a child alone, but they're also needed for the bringing up of children. The child was conceived in Mary's womb by the Holy Spirit, and a miracle took place. But there was still a need for a man to be involved, to love, to care, and to nurture the little one. I just want to say something to single parents. Don't despair. Don't worry if your father, if the father of your children is absent. I want to say that there's hope and God is gracious. I thought of this scripture, you know. Though my father and mother forsake me, yet the Lord will take me up. He's gracious. And for those of you who are single today, and you're by yourself and there's no father, I want to salute you. I want to honour you. I want to thank God for your devotion and your perseverance and your willingness to teach and to train your children. I bless you. Thank God for you. So let's just take a few moments to look at some of the things about Joseph. I want to say to you that he was, he was, he was a hugely loving man. Loving father. I wonder how you guys would get on if the girl that you loved and you want to be with, and you've got engaged too. <laughs> the one that you've snatched a few moments with to share your dreams and your ambitions and your visions for life and the purpose and the places you want to go and the things you want to become, suddenly comes and says, I'm with child. What do I hate Phil? When you don't know who the father is, and you certainly know that it isn't you, because he wasn't aware of where things were at. I want to say that his attitude was that he was ready just to simply put her away very quietly, not to embarrass her. He loved her. He cared for her. He wanted the very best for her. He didn't want to humiliate her or expose her. But in his heart, he cared for her. Didn't carry any vengeance or bitterness in his heart towards her. And then in the dream, God speaks to him, so he marries her. Wonder what it would be like to take on a child that's not yours, to love it and care for it. I think that's awesome. He was also a loving man in his relationship to Jesus. He didn't in any way act out of hand towards him. But he loved him and cared for him. He nurtured him, brought him up in the fear and discipline of the Lord. What an amazing thing to do. Jesus took Joseph as his father, honoured him and respected him, became part of the family. I want to say that my, my, my father never taught me anything, actually. And for that, I, I carry a sadness in my heart. But Joseph taught Jesus the trade, the trade of being a carpenter. I want to say that he adopted 
a man that the rest of the world would reject. I want to say this, he was a a devout man. He attended the temple, he worshipped God. He kept the traditions and the customs of the Jews and taught Jesus the same. How awesome is that? What kind of example are we setting for our children? He was a man who was obedient. Any of you guys ever packed up a business and just disappeared and gone to Egypt because he had a dream? He was a man who followed the Holy Spirit. And he was a man of faith. It takes faith to pack your bags and to leave, to go to a distant land in a foreign country. I kind of had some, uh, some thoughts about Jesus at the end of his life. I want to tell you that Joseph didn't live a long time. How do I know? Well, Jesus was on the cross. And in that moment he said these words to John. Look after your mother. And so by then she was a widow. He didn't live long. But his life was fruitful. His life was full of meaning. His life was full of purpose. We never know how long we will be with our children. We never know whether it will be a short time or a long time. But he was a man who redeemed the days. He redeemed the time. He took advantage of every opportunity. I wonder, brothers, if we are doing the same with our kids. I wonder if we're in a place where we're seeking to win them. I wonder if they see us pray. I wonder if they see us on our knees before God. I wonder if we're obedient to the Holy Spirit and the work of God. I discovered this, that... uh, Joseph had two other sons, James and Jude, that they wrote books of the Bible. One was a leader in the church in Jerusalem. And I'm nearly finished. Let me just say this. None of us know how much time we have left with our children and our families. A year? Two years? How many days? How many moments? Let's be those who redeem the time. Lay hold of the opportunity. Encourage our our children to walk with God. I stand before you today, not, not, not a perfect father. Not the best father. But one who longs in his heart for his children to come home. So I, I simply want to pray. And then we're done. Father, I thank you for your goodness. Father, thank you that you make a way for us to come to you. Father, I pray for every child today who is missing and lost. God, that they would find their way home. Father, that you'd work in hearts and in lives. God, I pray that you'd work in us. Father, helping us to see what a perfect and good father you are. God, I pray that you would bless fathers in this house today. And God, that you would cause us to know your goodness, your grace and your mercy towards us. And Father, that we'd understand how great you are. God, I pray that you'd bless us and bless our families. In Jesus' name. Amen. I conclude with this. Happy Father's Day.